now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens... War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, there's 40 days to go. It is 26 September in the year of our Lord 2022. Remember, Christ himself went into the desert for 40 days to take on the devil. Well, we're certainly not Christ, but we're followers of Jesus Christ. And we've got to go into the uh, to the wilderness a little bit and take on the enemy for the next 40 days. And everybody's got to stand and deliver. I want to just go back and everybody should read this New York Times. I know when people say that are MSNBC, but see, now you like the clips. You like the cold opens because you understand what we're doing and you dig it. But this says to understand the midterms, meet Joe and, and Maria or Marie. Meet Joe and Marie. And she's a fascinating character, as Joe Ken is too, a great combat veteran. And it says... A race in Washington state shows the November elections in microcosm. I 1,000% agree with that. If you actually read this, if you read this, if America read this and went through it, we would win not just the 74 seats that, are, that we're contesting right now, but the 100 seats. They're, they're, what she's selling is not, is not sellable. It's a grab bag of policies that the neoliberal neocons have crushed the American working man. The social issues aside, she it is not sellable what she's promoting. It's not sellable. And people have common sense. And particularly working class people have real common sense. Joe, give me your assessment. She's just not sellable. It's a grab bag of everything. She doesn't have a coherent idea. And that's the problem with the populist left. It's 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 disorganized mess. Their thoughts and then their policy actions. We're getting destroyed. And let me repeat this in the first hour. If you're under 35 years old and you're a Democrat and you vote for this, you deserve, remember, you're a free man and woman or woman. You deserve the financial destruction that's before you because you are going to be, if they stay in this thing, it's going to be financially destroyed. Don't ask me, just look at the world's capital markets. Price is truth. And we haven't even started to feel the pain yet. Joe Kent Talk to me about your opponent. And she's actually agreed to debate you tomorrow night, sir. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to debate tomorrow night. I mean, you hit the nail on the head, Steve. The populist left no longer exists. My opponent has said that she would you know, sign on to Build Back Better Inflation Control Act. She has expressed that she wants to bring back manufacturing to America, which we all agree with. However, she will not and the Democrats will not address the competition in the labor market here. The immigration and the legal immigration especially provides to the American workers. So this nonsense about how the Democrats are fighting for American working jobs, they will never, ever address immigration. They, they're uh, lock, stock, and barrel with these open borders. The same thing that Bernie Sanders used to describe as the Koch brothers' open border policy. That is the policy of the modern Democrat 
party. So they can't talk about issues. So all they do is call us extremists. I'd also like to point out in that uh, New York Times article, they do a really good job of attempting to paint me as some sort of a white nationalist. And they cite a report by the AP, which they think gives it credibility. But if you get into the AP article, the AP's source is Rose City Antifa. And this is very coincidental because also this weekend, Breitbart dropped, dropped an article, and it's been retweeted by Andy No that ties my opponent directly to material support uh, for Antifa. During the summer of 2020, her business, according to her, uh, her own social media, was providing material support for Antifa. So everything they yeah. accuse us of are things yeah. that they are actually no. doing for, First off, the whole thing trying to paint you as a white nationalist has been given, what, 12 combat tours and what you've done for this nation, and you blow it up in the article. You go after the guys, the white nationalists. That's what I'm saying. Read the article. And there is not a working class person in this country that will vote for your opponent when you see the grab bag of ideas. It's just, it's an incoherent mess. Incoherent mess. Uh, also, in the editorial for the War Room Posse, you're directly attacked. The official editorial of the New York Times, this threat to democracy is hiding in plain sight. And they talk about the precinct strategy, our efforts to get people to volunteer to be... Uh, to be uh, poll workers, election judges, canvassing, they're in full meltdown. They were taking over the entire apparatus. They have to understand because they did a 30-minute video, and this is kind of the editorial around that. The video is quite brilliant. There's a lot of snark in there. But yes, in volunteers, we are going to have a volunteer. We're going to have poll workers and election judge, election officials in each room around each green, you know, the, the table with the green coverings to count every vote and votes that are not certifiable, not legal, uh, you know, uh, are going to get tossed. We're sorry. Don't, we're sorry the New York Times don't like it. And let me repeat this. Unless the Democrats cheat, they can't win. I'm sorry that stings, but it's going to sting a lot more because, yes, we're going to have everybody in the room to have free and fair elections. You talk about democracy, you're going to get a democracy suppository on November 8th. And who says that? I think the numbers from the Washington Post ABC poll. Just saying. Joe Kent, what time is the debate tomorrow and how do people follow you in this intense campaign, which the New York Times has said is a microcosm of where the nation is, sir? Well, the debate is tomorrow at 6 p.m. Tickets are currently sold out. We're going to live stream it on our Facebook page. I'll talk with you guys about getting it up on Getter as well on a live stream. So 6 p.m. tomorrow is the debate. Uh, if people want more information, I'll do a town hall tonight in Battleground at 6 p.m. Go to JoeKentForCongress.com for more details. We're running through the finish line. We're doing town halls every single day. We're out there on doors. So JoeKentForCongress.com. I need everyone's support because the New York Times is trying to signal boost my opponent. So really need the war room posse to help us win this fight. Joe Kent, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you, Steve. I want to go now to one of the most important warriors in this entire movement, uh, not just intellectually, but by force of personality and will, Congressman Matt Gates. Congressman Gates, there was some announcement or some leaks the other day. Not that there would ever be a leak out of the Justice Department uh, about, but it's kind of created a firestorm since then. And even, you know, all their long faces, MSNBC and others, there's actually people that don't support you at all uh, politically that are saying what happened to you is absolutely outrageous. Can you just give us an update? And I understand nothing's, I guess, official now, but there's enough leaks out there that seem like it's going to be official about the smearing of Matt Gates and quite frankly, trying to take Matt Gates off the chessboard as we run up to this, the most important midterm election since 1862. Congressman Gates. Well, if the goal of these lies and smears was to take me out of the fight, they were remarkably unsuccessful. 
though the last 18 months hasn't been the most pleasant on the planet Earth, I have been in the battle. I've asked the most penetrating questions in the Congress to people like Lloyd Austin and Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland. I didn't yield my time. I didn't ask softballs. I represented my constituents. That was my duty, my obligation, and, and what I took an oath to do. And out on the campaign trail, I've been out in Washington State with the great Joe Kent campaigning to help him through his primary, and we certainly wish him well in his general. I've been in Ohio, been in New York, been in California. And so I, I think that uh, in a way- Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Don't bury the lead. Don't bury the lead. I Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you were the first person to fly to Wyoming and throw down on, on Liz Cheney and say, hey, this is just not acceptable. Am I wrong? I think you were the first person. I remember seeing you in front of a cold set of mics out in Wyoming. Is that correct, sir? Uh, I did go to Wyoming because I saw that the Liz Cheney vision for the Republican Party was a flawed one well before those seeking leadership in our conference came to that conclusion. Matter of fact, I was out in Liz, in Liz Cheney State speaking about populism, calling for the voters to reject her and to send someone better while Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise were on a phone call saying that my verbal criticism of Liz Cheney might have been a crime, that my, that my words might have been criminal because I dared to criticize Liz Cheney. Uh, and so I think that we often see what's in, in people's heart when the chips are down, and certainly they were in those days uh, in January and soon thereafter. I have to take some exception, Steve, with your conversation with Richard Barris. I've hired Barris before. I think he does great work. But out on the ground, I am getting reports that this majority is does not have the uh, just the girth that you seem to suggest of coming. And we're getting a lot of reports from that under 30 crowd heavily influenced by TikTok. I spoke to a frontline Republican just yesterday saying their door knockers are out there. And as they encounter people, TikTok is really upping the amount of misinformation that they're putting out, particularly regarding the abortion issue to women and that there is real energy and activism on the left to turn voters out. So while I think we correctly measure Republican enthusiasm, we could have the highest turnout in a midterm in America's history because of sort of dueling cross currents in our politics. I know this has been one of your theses that this that the abortion issue is, and certainly if you go around as we do and, and, and monitor these different districts, the amount of advertising, good old fashioned just TV advertising and online is is extraordinary uh, on on uh, on the abortion issue. So your theory of the case is, hey, you think it could be hidden? It may not be captured right now, but where other people are saying they don't see the enthusiasm at all for the youth vote to come out, you, you're actually saying, hey, stand by. I don't see 40 seats. I don't see 30 seats. I see much tighter, and that'll be driven by a massive turnout on the on the uh, on the abortion issue. Is that is that your theory of the case? And, and I believe. I believe there is a foreign interference component to this. I believe the Chinese Communist Party wants to divide Americans, and so they are using the, one of their principal uh, persuasion and malign influence tools, which is TikTok, to be able to try to activate these folks. Remember, they, they accused Russia of using Facebook to sway the election for Trump because of like $100,000 in ads, which is like a drop in the bucket. And now you're talking about a Chinese Communist Party influence operation to divide Americans. I think the Chinese Communist Party realizes that if they want to take Taiwan, they're in better shape with Sleepy Joe in the White House than with a robust Republican uh, Congress and certainly a Republican president. And so they're trying to do everything they can to help him. And they're using using TikTok to do that. Uh, I, I think that 
we're going to also have to look at some of these districts very specifically. My critique of your analysis of the, the ABC poll is that while the generic ballot may look good in some of these frontline districts, the Democrat incumbents also have pretty good image ratings in those districts. Take uh, the Slotkin race in Michigan, right? I mean, she's at like 55 on the latest ballot test. And so while the generic ballot in a place might like that may be harmful yeah. to Republicans running for uh, for the or might be helpful to Republicans running for the legislature and other things, we're oftentimes in these races having to beat yeah. the women like Mikey Sherrill that these Democrats recruited in 2018. And, and they've been, yeah. you know, sending birthday cards and going to a lot of ribbon cuttings and town hall meetings. And I, I don't think we should take for granted the size of our upcoming majority. I agree. Hang on for one second. I want to bring in John Solomon because I want to get to back to that and, and uh, about what's going to happen going forward. John Solomon, you've got another amazing breaking report about the FBI, very much related to Matt Gates. Walk us through what your new reporting shows about this whistleblower. Yeah, we've been hearing about this whistleblower. My good friend Miranda Devine first reported on him last week. We now have a copy of his whistleblower complaint to the Office of Special Counsel, the Whistleblower Protection Office here in Washington. And it alleges that these, uh, he is aware of activities by the FBI that violate the Sixth and Eighth Amendment rights of many of the January 6th defendants. Uh, and one of the things he raises grave concerns about, he's a member of a SWAT team, is that the FBI has been rolling out SWAT teams as a shock and all psychological uh, pressure uh, tactic to arrest people on misdemeanor crimes, which he says is one of several things that violate the FBI's uh, manual, the, the, the Bible that FBI agents use to govern their conduct. When he tried to bring this forward, he suddenly got suspended. When he started to raise questions, he started to get suspended. And during one of the conversations with his uh, leadership before he got suspended, they said, well, you don't care about any of the five cops that were killed on January 6th. And he said, there were no cops killed on January 6th, which, by the way, is true, right? No one was actually killed in the action on January 6th. People died afterward from other ailments. But um, this battle between this frontline agent, Stephen Friend, in Florida, and the leadership of the FBI, really significant. It's going to tumble into Congress, could tumble into the courts in the next couple of days. Uh, an FBI agent wants to do his job the right way, saying there are many Americans whose rights are being trampled by the FBI right now as we speak. John, how do people get to Just the News and the show on Real America's Voice? Yeah, absolutely. Justthenews.com is the, uh, the URL, and the show is at 6 o'clock every night. I follow you right after 6 o'clock. Uh, Justthenews.noise with my good friend, Amanda Head, every night, Monday through Friday. By the way, Solomon's reporting is going to be central when the new Congress, when we come back on both uh, the laptop from hell, everything dealing with the Ukraine, and particularly the stuff with the FBI. John Solomon, thank you very much. Matt Gates is going to hold over. We'll go right back to Matt Gates after a short commercial break. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. 
and it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry, and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, mypella.com promo code WARROOM. Go to our square right now. We got the uh, towels, 1998, normally 45 bucks, but we got a lot more. All the buy one, get one free, the sheets, uh, the moccasins, the slippers, all of it, the robes. It's on our square. Mypella.com promo code WARROOM. Support the great American company up in Minnesota. Uh, MyPillow, also the armor piercing shell of Mike Lindell. And of course, your humble servants here at the WARROOM. Mypillow.com. Promo code Worm. You got the towels on the towels on sale right now at nineteen dollars and ninety eight cents. So, uh, Matt, we're going to come back, or Congressman Gates, we're going to come back, and we're going to go deeper with you later on this TikTok because they've bet the they've bet the farm on uh, on this abortion issue. We want to come back because I know you have a different theory of the case, and we always respect your opinion on all topics. I, I got to ask you because I know we got to talk about this commitment to America and what's really going on, and you know, Mace kind of shocked as we said the opening of the show kind of shocked chuck todd last night said there's a lot of pressure to impeach and chuck todd was like wow i never even heard of that what's he, what are you talking about uh the fbi uh, over the weekend they jackbooted kicked down the door a swat team was sent to, to um for one of these right to life fathers who's just one of these humble guys outside of an abortion center when one of these quote-unquote escorts you know some guy gets up in his grill and his son's grill we're going to have a lot more detail of that. We know a lot about that situation, and we're going to be rolling out information on it in the next couple of days. Uh, but in your case, they really targeted you and went after to destroy you personally, but more importantly, your family. They went after to destroy your family. Just real quickly, tell us about the FBI involvement and what, what happened, because the mainstream media, you know, MSNBC every night was on Matt Gates, Matt Gates, Matt Gates, terrible guy, bad guy. You don't want Matt Gates around. But they never said anything about what the FBI tried to do to your family and how they actually were held accountable. Well, Steve, the smears and lies intended to destroy my life were really bootstrapped to a criminal shakedown of my family, where they tried to go tell these lies, socialize them. They were never true. And then they tried to use that as a basis to go to my dad and say, well, gosh, if you can go find $25 million, all of Matt Gates's problems go away. Of course, we knew that that was against the law. We would never participate in something like that. And so we actually reported it to the FBI. And the very person who was involved in shaking down my dad was a career intelligence official. And so they had a con man who was sentenced last month to five years in federal prison for being a part of telling these lies and, uh, and engaging in a criminal shakedown of my family. But at the sentencing hearing, the federal judge chastised the prosecutor and said, well, why isn't the career intelligence official who was involved in formulating this criminal shakedown sitting right next to the guy who ultimately got five years in federal prison? And I thought the prosecutor's answer to that was woefully inadequate. So, I, you know, I, I am concerned 
whenever you see this kind of Christopher Steele archetype show up where people in the intelligence community are used to try to fashion political opposition research into some sort yeah. of yeah. you know criminal enterprise. And it seems as though the very pattern that we saw with, with President Trump, yeah. you know, may yeah. have repeated itself in in my matter. And you know, what's funny is like you got well, Johnson and, 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 and a lot of people and a lot of people like Brett Stevens, a lot of people that when you mention Matt, Matt Gates, his name spit on the floor, are really coming to your defense and saying something's wrong. I want to talk because we've got limited time, and I want to have you back on because you know this better than anybody. You know, uh, McCarthy went. And, and laid out the commitment to America. And of course, there was some people liked it. There was a lot of criticism. You know, the guys at Gateway Pundit, a lot of people. Uh, the great Matt Boyle, who I think is Matt's uh, the um, uh, the best political reporter on the right in the country. And that's not just because Tucker Carlson and Steve Bannon trained him. Um, but he's he's got a more in-depth, exclusive on Breitbart I've put up on Getter about what McCarthy's really talking about. I don't think you debate right now uh, – Matt, that we will take the majority, even just by a handful of seats, just even through redistricting. Your theory is that, hey, don't get don't get ahead of yourself. You're looking at an eight to ten or twelve or something like that, more than the thirty to forty that others. But you don't debate that. So the question is, after we take it, how you know? I consider the investigations, the appropriations, the anvil, and the investigations the hammer, right? What what, what is what is actually going to um, what is going to take place as you see it right now? You know, Nancy May shocked Chuck Todd and Chuck Todd had to know there's something in ether because he said that couldn't possibly happen. And then he was like shocked. She says, oh, no, there's a lot of pressure. And as we said, Article one on impeachment will be the invasion of the southern border. Article two will be the financial compromise by the CCP, as shown in the, the hard drive. There may be others, but those two are those two are locks. What say you, sir? Let me take you into the room to the meetings that Republican lawmakers encounter. Uh, recently, there was a gathering of the top Republican committee chairs, ranking members uh, incoming. And when they did Q&A with the donors and the lobbyists that were gathered to support the Republican majority, the questions were things like, well, are we going to pass a farm bill again? Are we going to work with the Democrats so that we don't have to go through the pains of any government shutdowns? Are we going to get back to regular order and not punishing people by removing them from committees. That's what permanent Washington is telling your representatives right now. That they want to go back to those days. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to get elect candidates like Joe Kent, Caroline Levitt, who I know will be fighters. But even when I talk to my current Republican colleagues, there are men who not only oppose any impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, but who even believe that an impeachment inquiry into Alejandro Mayorkas, who is purposefully turning our border into a turnstile, that even that wouldn't be something that they would support. So the war room posse needs to be leveled with, that there are current members of the Republican majority, people who will be in the next Congress, who are arguing very, very fervently that they will oppose the use of the I word, impeachment, in any context for any official in the Biden administration. And I believe that would totally misunderstand the mandate that the American people are giving us. The American people see that these folks are destroying our country on purpose. And the Democrats moved the Overton window on impeachment. That wasn't us, that was them. But if we don't use the same tools, if we don't engage in impeachment inquiries to get the documents and the testimony and the information we need, then I believe that our voters will feel betrayed and that likely that 
could be the biggest win the Democrats could hope for in 2024 when it really matters to be able to vertically integrate our policies into the executive branch and the legislative branch as well. Give your guidance right now as we sit here today with 40 days to go. What would be your advice to the Warren Posse? As you know, it's a huge activist base. They've always had your back. You're one of the most revered people to come on the show. Uh, what would be your uh, recommendations to them, your guidance to them right now? I need more fighters in Congress, and we've got a lot of great candidates running. Uh, money is really important in these last few days, and so here's my direction to the Posse. Build a portfolio, a financial portfolio of the candidates that you're going to support around the country. And just like a stock portfolio, have some that are safe bets. You know, go find a, a Jim Jordan on Elise Stefanik, probably, you know, going to win uh, with a high probability, but help them a little bit share their message. Then go find, you know, some frontliners, somebody like a Joe Kent and really try to do what you can there. And then maybe even pick some long shots, some people, you know, running in districts that, you know, might be a D plus eight, a D plus nine, but where we think we can uh, get someone over the hump if it were to be the type of wave that Richard Barris is talking about. And as you build that portfolio, you are now connected to, I think, uh, a real line of influence with lawmakers. And you have to use that influence to tell them to fight, that we do not want to go back to the days of the Romneys and the Bushes and the McCains, the Paul Ryan theory of the Republican Party that we just need to work, you know, a little closer with the Democrats to fool them into believing what we believe. No, we are in a battle and we have to open up every vector of attack on a corrupt administration that is punishing the American people out of these virtue signals to wokeism. And so I, I think that we need to have a far stronger fighting spirit with our existing Republicans. And I need the war room posse to help me activate that. And so the Republicans understand that their mandate in this election is not to go hold hands in the warm spring rain with the Democrats. It is to investigate them and to hold them accountable. And we can do that without the Senate and without the White House. And that's why it should be investigations first, policy, uh, bill making to support the lobbyists and the PACs. As a, as, as a far, far diminished priority. Are you also for using the appropriations bill to choke down money? Somebody's already said to defund the FBI, even partially to go after some of these agencies and cut their funding, particularly in particular area, DHS, the FBI. Do you think appropriations is going to be used as the weapon it should be? Well, I mean, if we are not willing to shut down the government to keep our promises to the American people, then we are not a fighting force because we are going into divided government. So yes, from the post office to the Department of Homeland Security's efforts to revitalize the Ministry of Truth, I believe that we should not fund elements of the government that are weaponized against our people. And you know how much I love our military and our troops and our veterans, but we cannot pass another appropriation or authorization for our military that does not restore the heroes and patriots that were driven out because of this illegitimate vaccine mandate and they have to get their rank and their back pay as reparations for the terrible thing that was done for those patriotic heroes amen amen and by the way it'll be biden and his cabal that will shut down the government we'll just take a hard line on what's appropriate matt gates how do people get to you uh, your show podcast everything about you where do they go we go in detail on my show called Firebrand. It is everywhere. You can get your podcasts. You can follow me on Getter, Twitter, Truth Social, at Rep Matt Gates. And I invite everyone to the conversation because you know what? We've got to get this thing up and mobilized and rolling. And that is not going to happen 
with the Republicans you send to Washington alone. The Warren Posse has been a force multiplier for us in defense of illegitimate impeachments of President Trump. I'm going to need the War Room Posse's in my corner as we use the appropriate tools to hold this corrupt administration accountable. Congressman Gates, thank you very much for taking time today. Appreciate it. Okay. We're going to go to Katy, Texas and Chattanooga, Tennessee. You're not about to believe what you're about to see. Sharona Bishop on the other side. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold that everyone knows that all are welcome here. Pride isn't a place, it's a feeling of being proud. The pride flag represents being proud of who you are. We fly to show pride and support of our LGBTQ friends. Let's start with gay. Someone who's gay is attracted to people who are the same gender as them, like a man who's attracted to a man or a lady who's attracted to a lady. Her name is Britta Filter, and she is the Queen of New York! Yeah! Loving creator, holy one, and diva of the world. May your word shine upon us like glitter under the stage lights. May it pop like a death drop in a crowded, dingy basement. We confess that we have demanded too much from the earth. We confess to, to the sins of racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, ableism, fatphobia, American imperialism, and Christian supremacy. 
We confess that sometimes we forget that all life is connected. Let's bring in uh, Sharona Bishop. Uh, at the First Christian Church in Katy, Texas, the last time we left you on Saturday, and I think we got a pretty good response from the Warren Posse. Tell us exactly what happened, Sharona. Yeah, actually, there was an excellent response from our, your War Room listeners and mama bears all across um, Texas. We had people from Wyoming, from North Dakota, coming all the way down for this event. And it, it, was, uh, it, it was tough. It was rough. We had a lot of um, probably a thousand people on our side who were there to say no. We don't support the grooming of children and there's no safe space for sexualizing kids. Um, and at the same time, there was maybe a handful of these wannabe Antifa members that's what I'm engaging with. They really didn't know why they were there. And honestly, you know, this is a, such a religion. It's such a brainwashing scheme. And when you get one-on-one uh, -on -one with these folks and you ask them, when is it appropriate to sexualize kids? They just don't have an answer. There was, of course, all of us. Um, there's always going to be the obvious bantering between Antifa and, and other organizations um, that we weren't a part of. But gosh, it was just an unbelievable outpouring. Uh, at one time, at one, at one moment, one of the Antifa members sprayed our pastors in the faces with some kind of substance. We believe it was urine. Um, they've reported that today. It was just, it, it's just filthy. It's filthy, their behavior. They showed up all fully masked. They had AR-15s, weaponized. With what? To come against a bunch of mothers on the other side. At one point, they said, well, the fascists are, are coming. And I, you know, I'm like, these are people who are deeply concerned that you're trying to normalize the sexualization of children, and we're not going to stand for it. If this church said, if this was a sign out here that said, um, transgender community welcome, we wouldn't be here. But this sign says First Christian Church, and they're hosting a child grooming session with drag queens. And for that reason, we are here. And in the state of Texas, there's actually um, obscenity laws. In section 43.23C, section one, it says that um, anything, uh, any stunts that are sexual performances that produce, present, or direct an obscene performance or participate in a portion thereof uh, that is considered obscene or that contribute to obscenity. What is a performance, a play, a motion picture, a dance, or other exhibition performances? Now, here's what's interesting. What does obscene mean in the state of Texas? Material that the average person applying to contemporary community standards would, would find that taken as a whole appeal to the having or encouraging an, ex, uh, an excessive interest in sex. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're holding drag queen story times, drag queen shows, provocative performances. We just watched a, a little toddler not knowing what she's doing, stroking a man in a mermaid outfit. You don't think that stuff was going on in Katy, Texas? Sheriffs came, they set up, they tried to set up pens for people to stay in, but anarchists aren't going into pens and freedom loving mama bears are not going into pens either. Um, all in all, it wasn't, it, the sheriff's presence was fine. It was a bit much. It was pretty tactical. It was a little alarming. I'm used to Colorado rallies. Texas does everything bigger. So um, they showed up. I mean, people said, we're not going to allow you to groom our children without any public pressure.
So let me ask you, what about the parents? You saw in the second one was from Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee, I believe. Uh, and we see this innocent little girl. Uh, it looks like she couldn't be more than four or five years old, maybe six. Uh, as you said, actually, you know, t- touching the, the guys in the mermaid outfit. What is the story with parents that are actually bringing their children to this? And aren't there child abuse laws in Texas? And yeah. the, the Texas authorities saying there are Texas authorities telling us that this is not child endangerment or child abuse. So I called the sheriff's department multiple times leading up to this event, making sure they had reread the obscenity laws and they knew exactly what they said. So in case anything happened, we were able to to arrest these people and shut it down like they did in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This drag queen show was shut down. The police came in, they intervened and they stopped the show. Um, And they they claim to have have updated themselves on what the law said. But the whole, uh, like you said, the whole substance of it, we're talking about shows that are done by gay men in nightclubs, not for children. And yet they're trying to normalize it and make it for children. The parents that are bringing their children to these events, this is what we were told. These parents have the right to parent their children however they want. And we said there is no safe uh, zones, no safe uh, spots for sexualizing children. And to that, they really didn't have a response back. They just simply are clinging to the notion that drag queens allow for children who might be questioning their sexual identity to feel more comfortable in this world. And, you know, it's just like with anorexics. We don't go and get the anorexic liposuction. We don't do that. We work with the issues that they're having. We don't we don't cater to what their uh, their mental state is. We help them. And my fear is, is we continue to absorb and and approve of this transgender ideology of churches supporting drag shows for for kids attempting to normalize this through their transparent closets. Um, we're going to see a lot of people who needed mental health care who never got it. We're going to see children who are extremely messed up adults. Because number one, they were sexualized as children. They were taught that this whole nonsense is normal, uh, which is anything but normal, natural, or neutral. And we will see these people in their later years, you know, schizophrenic, sexualizing other people, being the deviants that we see in our criminal justice system. That is the history of this type of behavior. I've been in this world for a long time as far as dealing with people who end up in the prison system. And this is, uh, this is how it happened. It happens with parents who are negligent with their children. How about at the school board level, the libraries that are that that are mm. um, that these libra- these radical librarians that want to put pornography in the, the school boards that are open to groomers? Where do we stand? I know you work with Moms uh, for America. We got Moms for Liberty. We got all these parental rights groups. Um, yeah. Where do we stand? Where do we stand right now with cleaning up this mess at the school boards? And and how intense are the folks on our side? Well, I believe it's time to start using lawfare. We have federal obscenity laws that prevent the, um, the the exchange of information that shows children engaged in sexual acts. Whether it's a cartoon picture, as we're seeing with most of the, the um, lawn boy, um, queer, queer gender, um, flamer, those books depict sexual scenes of children engaging in sex. That's a violation of federal law. That We have laws against this stuff. And why we're not engaging on a, on a legal front yet I'm not really sure why that hasn't happened yet, but we intend to move forward in our world with, with any kind of litigation that we have to do to stop this stuff from happening. Mostly it's been public shaming in Montezuma County. We, in Colorado, we know that there was a huge swarm of people who got together when they heard there was going to be story time quote with the drag queens. But my bigger question is who's funding these drag queens? These people don't just work for nothing. It, it is a religion, but they still get paid. And uh, Kevin Witt, who was actually there as a speaker for uh, the event in Katy, Texas, 
20 years he spent as a drag queen and he was very quick to say, no, no, we don't just show up for nothing. We get paid. We're there for the money. It's fun for us, but we're there for the money. And so I'm wondering who is paying these people. We had a drag queen who was traveling throughout Colorado from another state to do these story times. They're hiring these people. They're paying them to come and sexualize your children and traumatize them and make sure that we're awakening these sexual desires early in them so that they will be, I, I mean, they're, they're, they're more likely to become victims. It's also to destroy the family. They want to they want to make the children in, in conflict with their parents immediately. How do people go uh, find you on social media? Because now we got to start working on solutions. By the way, I want to give a shout out to everybody who showed up in Katy, Texas for keeping your cool, because I know everybody get a little hot on this. And particularly when Antifa is there trying to goad you on. So I think it's a lot to be said for everybody that went yeah. there. But I will tell you, I, when you say public shaming, these people don't know shame. I mean, it's a, so a public shaming is just, it, 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 we just got to go next level on some sort of solution here because it's going to continue. There has to be it's going to continue. There. It's going to get worse. We, we need to be documenting. You need to be filming. You need to be pushing it out there. And then you need to take it to the police department. Listen, there's no eight to four time slot where you get to sexualize kids at school. That is a misnomer. It's not true. You don't get to sexualize children and call it education, whether it's comprehensive sex education, sex ed class, or someone who's asking for your pronouns. And when you mentioned the breakdown of the family, I do want to just uh, piggyback that with saying 100%. The whole purpose for this event in particular was to go behind the backs of parents with this transgender closet to provide clothing for children whose parents are not condoning or sanctioning this behavior. So yes, absolutely, they are breaking the family unit they're causing these children to be without anyone. And so all they have left is this community, quote unquote, at First Christian Church. And they're going to follow what they're doing. So check us out on americasmom.net. Keep following what we're doing. We need you to be engaged. It's lawfare time. That's all there is to it. It's time to be taking these issues to the police department, pressing charges against these people, and suing these places for violating state obscenity and federal obscenity laws. Sharona Bishop, thank you very much. And thank you for being one of the organizers down there in Katy, Texas. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Steve, for sharing this out to everybody. I can't even tell you, we were shocked at the, just absolutely shocked and floored by the response of regular, everyday people who showed up to say no. Warren Posse, be there. Just got to let them know what's going on. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Let's bring in Joe Allen. Uh, Joe, I don't think we have time for Joe's cold open. I'll, I'll, I'll hold that for the other side because I think it's longer than a minute. Joe, um, you're you're a volunteer. You're from Tennessee. How, how is this happening down in? I think that second thing, which is so outrageous, takes place in 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 uh, in your beloved Tennessee in Chattanooga. Tell me how that's how is that happening, sir? Well, Steve, obviously the volunteer spirit has waned for anything like that to happen. Uh, the brewery that it occurred at, uh, Wanderlinger Brewery, uh, if it's not shut down within the next week, I assume that Tennessee has lost its spirit completely. I spoke to Robbie Starbuck. He tells me that they have gone to the police about that child touching that man inappropriately on video in a public place. The police said, there's nothing we can do, he told me. So, I'm not sure exactly how much farther it has to go before these people are drug yeah. out of their homes and drug into courtrooms and thrown in a deep, dark hole. But, 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 but we are working actually with Robbie Starbuck to get to the bottom of all this. So thank you for teeing it up. Okay. Joe's going to be with us for the next block. We're going to get a, a classic Joe of uh, Allen cold open short commercial break back in the warm in just a second. Cause we're taking down. 
Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Look, woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freeing the, freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values, like the Chinese Communist Party. It's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I'm pl- proud to partner with Public SQ, the largest network of patriotic freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public SQ is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that could never cancel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. And here's the best part of it. It's absolutely free to join. Just download the Public SQ app from the Apple Store or Google Play. Create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Download the app today. Public SQ. That's Public SQ. Public SQ. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play. Take action. Do this today. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. This is the biggest inflection point in human history. In the lived experience of half of this room, or maybe more, we're going to get to a point where you're going to have human 2.0, right? They're telling you that. They're funding that. This is not science fiction. This is fact. This is what they're working on. Because they're all godless, they all want to live forever, Immortality, don't they talk about they're going to save kids and they're going to do, that's all crap. They want to be immortal, right? And they also say there's too many people, the carrying capacity of this planet, there's too many people, right? So we got to figure out how we're going to do here. We're talking about uploading your mind to the computer. Do you think we'll have a future with something you call uh, afterlife? We'll have avatars that mimic increasingly better and better our behavior our appearance all that kind of stuff even those are perhaps not no longer with us yes i mean we need some information about about them but what's going to motivate it is i mean i talk to people who really miss people who are gone and they would love to get something back even if it isn't perfect and that person lives on in some form and as, the more data we have, the more we're able to reconstruct that person. And eventually, as we go forward, we're going to have more and more of this data because we're going to have nanobots that are inside our neocortex, and we're going to collect a lot of data. In fact, anything that's data is is always collected. And you can recreate them now with large language models and so on. I mean, you can create somebody that's just like them and can actually continue to uh, communicate. 
I think that's really exciting because I think like if I were to die today, in some sense I would continue on if I continued tweeting. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I want to bring in Joe Allen, our editor for all things transhumanism. Also, there are a couple articles of great articles in LifeSite News in the great Libby Evans Emmons over at um, at Postmillennial uh, about uh, the entire executive order, Joe, which you kind of dug up. Walk us through what we just saw and how does it play through what the White House is driving this transhumanist agenda? Well, you know, Steve, a lot of times people have uh, accused you of being uh, some kind of conspiracy theorist for saying that some subset of the elite wants to be physically immortal. And people have oftentimes asked me, well, how is that even possible? Now, I don't think that it's possible, be really clear about that. But what I do lay out in this article, synthetic salvation on genomics, mind uploads, and the quest for immortality, what I lay out are the proposed methods for this physical immortality. Everything from bio-longevity, which ties directly into the Biden executive order, and most likely the creation and funding of ARPA-H with Renee Wegrizen at the head. And then I go into the more kind of out there futuristic methods that are proposed uh, from uh, uh, bionic continuity to actual digital immortality. Now, again, I'm not saying this is possible metaphysically or otherwise, but I think it's really, really important to understand the mentality that underlays what we call transhumanism. And that's what this article is about. And on those uh, two articles you just mentioned, uh, one at LifeSite News, uh, it's entitled Biden Transhumanist Executive Order. We need to program biology like we program computers. Excellent article. We hope to get the author on soon, if not on that topic, on another, because I really do think that the pro-life movement and the aversion to tinkering with human DNA at will has a lot of crossover, the same value system in opposition to that program. And then also, of course, Libby Emmons, uh, the article actually appears at Human Events, but she is the post-millennial editor. And the title of that article, I really recommend checking it out. Biden Issues Transhumanist Biotechnology EO Calling to Program Biology in the Same Way We Program Computers. Uh, both of these articles are excellent, and it's really, really wonderful to see more and more people waking up to what these scientific experiments are really about. By the way, this is what, you know, Matt Gates gave us a reality check. Look, he's got his own theory of the case about how uh, the abortion, how TikTok's going to drive the uh, the uh, anti-abortion uh, or the abortion crowd out. He also had to give a realistic check that you got to understand there's, you know, money starting to come in here now. And, you know, money wants us to play middle of the road and not go not really hold these people accountable. We must win on November 8th. And one of the reasons is we have to have hearings. We have to have deep investigations of what's going What's the, in back of this? executive order through the White House, exactly what's happening in the weapons lab. So what's happening, at, before you set up uh, ARPA-H, what is actually going on in DARPA? What is actually going on in your taxpayer dollars? The only way we do that is is uh, is victory. Uh, you would uh, you would strongly advise, I take it, Joe Allen, a, a series of nationally televised hearings to get to the bottom of all this, sir? Yeah, you know, one of the things Renee Wegerson has said multiple times is that we have to open this conversation to a wider audience, right? Now, she's mainly talking about uh, minorities, and really what she's probably talking about, if I had to guess, uh, are just you know other liberals. But on the offhand chance that she means us, 
it's about time to bring techno skeptics to the table to talk about these things. Absolutely, they should be grilled. By the way, uh, I think absolutely. Uh, by the way, I I think minorities got to be a big part of this because I think they're some of the biggest techno skeptics because they've seen what technology's yes. done in the past. I, I this thing should be totally open to everybody, and this has to be put before the American people. And you have to have a consensus. There's no consensus on this right now whatsoever. I would actually say when the information's out there, the consensus is going to be at two-thirds, one-third against it. We started today with Georgia Maloney's magnificent uh, you know, talk, uh, which, by the way, Terry Schilling tells me right now has got over three and a half million views literally in a couple, you know, in, overnight. And she lays out the exact opposite case of God, homeland, and family. And here you have these radicals in the Biden administration. We're not going to get control of this unless we win. Joe, how do people get to you between now and tomorrow when we get you back on? You can find my article up at warroom.org under the transhumanism tab. You can also find it at the top of my social media at J-O-E-B-O-T-X-Y-Z, Twitter and Gitter, JoeBot.XYZ. Thank you very much, Steve. 40 days, 40 days till November 8th or 8 November. We're going to be back here 5 to 7 tonight on fire in the war room. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. 
Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM Health, all one word, WARROOMHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.